Set breakfast, music, culture, lively and critical discussions on SAFM. So, I have to say, that particular track that we just played, the Stevie Wonder, I feel like my heart rate just raised itself up. And uh, if I was able to get out of these headphones, I would have been swinging my hair and leaping around the studio because it really is a song that just brings me such joy. On the line is Dr. Sheldon Leal, Doctor of Music, Director of Culture at the South Downs College. College. Dr. Leal, thank you so much for joining us. Good day. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm doing brilliant, you as you've just heard. So the question we're asking, <laughs> what makes a song and what makes an album a classic? Um, okay, so before we even start, I just want to say that Stevie Wonder song is, as 1976 from Songs in the Key of Life oh. is an absolute brilliant composition. And that album although it doesn't fulfill most of my criteria, is a masterpiece yeah. of music. And actually one of the seminal moments in how we shifted how an album is actually made. So I think prior to about 1967, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band by the yeah. Beatles, albums were very much a haphazard assimilation of of tracks that were put onto an album. There wasn't really much thought into how an album should be constructed. And I think the the big thing, and as someone who consumes a lot of music, the way you consume a song versus an album versus a live performance mm, versus absolutely. a music video is completely different. So as, as a standalone song is exceptional, but once it's placed within the context of the whole album, it's even more brilliant. Um, and I think that is the most, I mean, for me, having reflected on the art of an album, for me, listening to a track in isolation is a bit difficult because it's almost like looking at only the eye of the Mona Lisa. <laughs> You're not yeah. getting the whole perspective of the artwork. And if you're listening to an album, then it's essential that you listen to the music within the context of all the other tracks on the album, how they flow, how they move into one another, the context, the the message, the concept of the album. Um, and so all of those elements are really important when you're listening to an album versus a song. Those Absolutely. elements are considered. So, yeah. you, you know, Dr. Leal, you, you raise a very interesting thing because uh, I'm thinking of a while back I remember t- chatting to a band and they were releasing their songs separately online because of um, Spotify and that kind of thing. So they weren't yeah. releasing their album directly. The challenge then becomes that the narrative, and it really is about storytelling, starts to shift. So if you think of an album, um, you start to think of how all the songs talk to each other, the rise and fall of the album, the where you place those songs, etc. If you think exactly. about a song, the story remains just with the song in its own right. Are you seeing that that starts to change and shift the way we think about music? Exactly. I think, look, there's a lot of things that, for example, TikTok and streaming have done to the music business. Uh, Look, the the art of creating an album, I mean, the way I see it, it's almost like a movie versus a series. (laughs) And albums like the series, you get like the full extended uh, 10 tracks to be able to tell the whole story. Whereas a movie, you just have that one and a half hours to tell the story of the movie. So you're not able to develop the characters or the themes 
in a track as versus an album. So the art of creating an album is, and, and the reason why it happened in, in 1967, Sgt. Peppers, is because technology changed. Yeah. And so you were able to produce a lot more in a recording studio um, as opposed to just having four musicians playing on their instruments. So the, the art of storytelling shifted. Yeah. I think there will always be people who want to tell their story in an extended format. But what streaming has done is 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 that it's offered a lot more people an opportunity to expose the rest of the world to music. The way I see it, it's very much like what happened in the 1950s. Um, back then, the industry was very singles-based. And so albums were a consequence of the singles that were released. So people would go, okay, well, we've re released these 10 singles. We're going to package them into an album and we'll release the album. And it's very much what's happening now where people are going, well, I'm going to release these 10 singles. If it works, I'll compile them into an EP and I'll release mm. that. And so we're right back there again. And I think it's going to take some time before we get back to the art of creating an album. Um, because that is essentially what an album is, is, is telling a full story. So you're still going to have people like Taylor Swift, who's going to be telling stories in an extended format, uh, like an album. Um, you, people who've got the money to go into studio and spend 200, 300,000 rand on producing a full album, those people will still carry on doing that. But it does open up the door for the smaller guy to tell his story in three minutes. So um, you might say that, but I mean, if we start to think about the issue of, and it's not an issue, but it's a shift and change. Um, so if we think about artificial intelligence, intelligence and algorithms, so if I yeah. go onto Spotify, there's a few things that happen. One, there's the ability to shuffle. So yeah. um, the cat sat on the mat and then ran out the door with the dog following it. Suddenly mm -hmm. with shuffle, the cat, the dog, ran out the door following it and sat on the mat. So the story changes dramatically because of shuffle. Indeed. The second thing that happens is that, um, is that an algorithm starts to say, okay, Michelle enjoyed a song that said the cat on the rat, on the mat and the rat. Next thing, it's giving me another song about cats on the mats and it's giving me mm -hmm. soft folk 600 million times. And actually, I want to listen to Kletzma music and soft folk and this and that, and hip-hop, mm -hmm. and classic soul from mm -hmm. the 70s like Stevie Wonder. So yep. there's, there's, a, there's two things that are happening with the way we listen to music now, is the issue of shuffle and the issue of algorithms. How do we deal with that? Yeah. Look, I think, uh, uh, for example, with me, I'm a snob, so I don't listen to <laughs> algorithms, and I don't listen to... Uh, any of that stuff. I'm very purposeful in the way that I listen to music. Yeah. And I think historically there were always people like me who are very, very specific about what they want to listen to, how they want to listen to it, etc., etc. And there were always people that were buying that's what I love music called 53. You know, I yeah. mean, that, that was always a thing. People were always listening to haphazard songs because mm. they didn't want to put the thought into listening to a piece of music. They just wanted to listen to their jams. Mm. And so it's only just shifted from a compilation album, which I despise. Yeah. I hate compilation albums because you, you're essentially taking the work out of context. Yes, absolutely. Um, and 
and it's just shifted from a compilation album to a shuffle feature with an algorithm. Yeah. The, you know, it's just moved it into the new millennium. I don't see it as a bad thing. Uh, and people who want to consume music the way that I do will always consume it that way and won't rely on algorithms. Yeah. Although it is, an algorithm is cool from a research point of view because then you sometimes will get exposed to something you probably wouldn't have and then you can delve deeper into it. Yeah. But it depends on how you listen to music. And I think the majority of people just want to enjoy some jams and that's all they care about. They don't yeah. care about the art of music. They don't care about how an album is compiled, the effort, the time that people have put into, you know, the sequence of the songs, etc., etc. You know, most people are not considering those things. Um, and there is a small market like people like myself who want to listen to the whole work in context. Yeah. And that's the beauty of the music industry, that it caters to everybody. Okay, we've got to go to a break. But when we come back from the break, um, I want to put another uh, issue to you with regards to this fabulous conversation. Michelle Constant on SAFM. We have a minute left of the show, but uh, we're chatting to Dr. Sheldon Leal, who's a doctor of music, and focusing on the idea of what makes an album a classic, what makes a song a classic. We started off with Stevie Wonder's Always. And uh, Sheldon, there's, there's a fantastic radio station called FIP, FIP Radio, which is a French station. And what they do is they, so it's, they, they might operate on an algorithm, but they don't choose songs that in any way may um, be linked together. So, for example, you could hear um, a Mozart right up against, against a Taylor Swift. And for some reason, that for me works better than the obvious algorithm um, of Taylor Swift against another sort of female pop vocalist, against another female pop vocalist, against etc., cetera, et cetera. Mm. What do you think that's about? Because that's really t- tending the whole world of music in one listening. Look, I mean, uh, I, I don't know how popular that radio station is. I've never heard of it. Yeah, well, um, it's, sure, it's not that it, popular. Maybe amongst the French it is. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think that would be a very difficult market to tap into because the reason why the algorithm is so popular is because it's giving you what you want. Um, so if it's on purpose putting such – I mean, for me, that would be cool because I want to hear – I don't want to hear the same thing over mm. and over again. I don't want to hear like 10 R&B songs or, or I don't want to hear 10 funk songs. I want to hear a country song and I want to hear a funk song and a jazz song exactly. and, a, yeah. you know, whatever. I want to, I want to listen to those things. Um, maybe not the classical, but like, I'm just, like all, all those other things, I want to listen to that. Um, but, um, it, but most people, are, you know, people don't like to be challenged. So they want what they want. And, and, and we more and more becoming that. Like your social media, you go on, you are exposed to people that say the same things as you. You're exposed to adverts that resonate with you. you it's, everything is catered towards the individual, no matter on what platform it is. So I think it would be difficult to, to like expose to people such, to such varied things. I don't know who would actually buy into something like that. Okay, you just have to say yes or no to this. Annie wants to know, is Hotel California a classic? Yes, Hotel okay. California is, is definitely a classic. a classic. On that note, Dr. Sheldon Leal, we have to leave you right there. We are out of time, over time, actually. Uh, it's been an absolute blast here in the studio. I want to say thank you to our team and also thank you so much to you, our listener, for making it rock as only you do. That's it from us. It's no longer good morning. It's now goodbye. 